Hello everyone, I'm Mickey Gibbs, Midland County Great Start Collaborative Director and a facilitator for our Community Listens. Today in our Parenting Snippet video, we're going to talk about feelings and emotions and empowering our children and teens. Today I'm sharing some parenting skills that might be new to some or a refresher for others. And as with everything we do as a parent, we are helping our child's brain develop. A child's brain is not fully developed until about age 22 to 24. And as our child develops and grows, our primary goal is to strengthen connection with our child. We often know as adults that we have many emotions and feelings throughout the day or the week. And those emotions are the result of events or occurrences, the behavior of others or even ourselves, and so much more. Our feelings are important to us. Our emotions help us act and they help us make decisions. They help us identify our values and they help us grow and learn. The same is true for our children and our teens. However, as parents, it's sometimes hard for us to watch them experience difficult emotions. And it's even harder to help them work through those emotions and their actions that may or may not have been acceptable. So how do we sort through these challenges? I'm gonna give you three things to remember about emotions and feelings with children and teens. Then I will show you some brief actions you can take to help your child work through those emotions and some personal growth. So to make this easy for you to remember today, we're gonna to call this live, label, and learn. So live is our first step. Live just means it is important for us to allow our child or teen to live and experience the emotion they are having. This is the step that's actually hardest for me as a parent, because as parents, we sometimes can interrupt the sheer experience of a good or a bad feeling. For example, have you ever been in a hurry when your child is sharing some excitement about their day? Or have you ever wanted to sugarcoat an experience or quickly make your child feel better because when they are upset or angry? Sure, most of us have done those things. We care about our children and we care about their lives. Our desire typically is for their emotional state to be in balance at all times. The way we can help them live the feeling is just to listen to them as they describe their feelings and the event or whatever they want to share. That means we're not going to jump in with comments or add to the conversation. We're not gonna share our own past experience even though we think it might help them. We can just make eye contact put down our distractions and encourage them to keep sharing. And when we do this, we're actually helping them to return to an emotional balance on their own. So we're achieving that goal that we so badly want in a different way. Instead of us trying to balance them with our words or our actions, we teach them to do it for themselves by sharing and venting out their emotion. Heightened emotion can often overwhelm our brains and flood out our ability to be logical. By listening, we help them to share and experience the emotion and return to a point of balance. And this becomes really important when we get to the learn stage. Now let's talk about label it. After your child or teen has shared, sometimes at a very long length with you, it's important for you to share that you heard their emotion. So we need to reflect back the feelings and the facts of what they shared. For example, I can tell you are disappointed that you did not get to sit next to your friend at the lunch table. So the event was that your child didn't get to sit next to their friend 
and the feeling that you think you heard was they are disappointed. The facts are important so your child understands that you heard the reason that they have high emotion. But more important is that feeling word. Why is it so important? Because labeling the feeling does a few things for your child. One, it expands their vocabulary. If you really want to be ambitious, write it down with them. For those of you right now supporting your child remotely and academically, you can now check the box on a vocabulary and a spelling lesson, sort of a bonus for you. Over time, your child will learn new and exciting words for feelings that they can use. Use simple words with younger children, like sad or mad, and more complex for older children, like disappointed or frustrated or anxious. Learning the correct words helps us communicate. Imagine how hard it would be if you were at a restaurant and you looked around, you didn't have utensils at your table, and you didn't know the word for fork or spoon. You would have a hard time communicating with the waiter or waitress about what you need. The same is true for emotions. As our children grow, if they have a strong emotional vocabulary, they will have an easier time communicating with the people in their life. In addition, when you name the feeling with your child, it also tells them that it's okay to feel that way. If you name the feeling in your response and you get it wrong, just keep listening and keep trying. Your child or teen will appreciate that. Feelings are all okay as long as we learn to identify them and manage them in an appropriate way. As you do this, you can, in your head, try to remember a time when you felt the same way. Now, don't mention it. Don't tell your story. But finding that emotion in yourself is really where you can connect with how your child is feeling. It helps you to show empathy with your child. And connection is key as you listen and help them learn. So this brings us to the final step, which is learn. How can we teach our child to learn from their emotions? Through the live and label steps, you've been listening to your child. Remember at that point, they're really mostly in control of the conversation and you've only been responding with facts and feelings. But now after you've been listening for a while and it may be a long while, your child or teen has now lowered their emotional level and can begin to think logically about the feeling and the result or the action. You will notice when their emotional level has come down. That's something for sure you can notice in your own child. And now the two of you can talk about both the feeling and how they reacted. If they misbehaved because they didn't handle the feeling appropriately, you can talk about alternatives like deep breathing or alone time or just talking about it with someone. Depending on your child's behavior style, some children need to vent right away and some need time to process the emotion. Remember, when your emotion is heightened, you can model some of this to your child, and you can even talk about how you handle these types of situations. Help them think creatively about what might be a good solution for them when they experience these types of emotions. So remember, you're not the one coming up with a solution. You perhaps are coming up with some ideas or helping them think through it and let them develop their own plan and own it. So let's review. We're going to allow them to live the emotion and just experience it. We're not going to fix it for them. Help them label it. Put some words to it. The emotion. Create some learning from the emotion. This is equally true for both positive and negative emotions with your child. 
Your child's social emotional intelligence is equally as important as their academic learning, if not more. Their brains are developing until about age 22. So keep working on those life lessons with your child. And over time, you will find that they become better at self-management and they can learn to be empathetic. And what you might see as they get a little older is they're actually teaching this to others. Thank you for spending time with me today. Mm -hmm.